Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our remote worship service from the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, the second Sunday of the month, June 14th. We are glad that you are with us. Though we are starting our transition efforts to get back on campus with an outside worship service, our intention is to maintain our live streaming services during this transition and then also once we are back on campus. So if you are enjoying worshiping with us through this format, we welcome you to stay with us as circumstances change in the upcoming weeks or months. Our Sunday morning worship service will be broadcast live from our homes as it is now, or from the courtyard of our church campus as we imagine it will be in the not too distant future. We'll keep you posted to the regathering options as it is further developed. If you prefer to stay connected remotely, don't worry. We'll still be right here for you through the internet. Pretty amazing, really. Psalter lesson this morning comes from Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you people. For great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. As we enter into a time of prayer, I ask you to hold the family and friends of Dana Sheehan in your prayers this day as she passed away yesterday afternoon. For Mike, Meg, Jill, Lynn, and Gary, be with them and watch over them. Let's take a moment to talk to God. Awesome and almighty God, we come to you this day in praise and thanksgiving because in the midst of everything that is going on, we know that you are still present, moving among us, stirring us from our placidness 
inviting us to be active agents of your love and grace in the world. We are still amazed at how you brought creation forth and made everything to be what it was to be and then gave us freedom to make choices for ourselves. And when we strayed and went away from you, you sent prophets and leaders to help guide us back onto the path that you desired for us. But we continued to turn away and for that, we apologize. But your love was so persistent that you sent your son Jesus to live among us, to guide us and direct us, to shape us and teach us so that we might learn what it means to be at one with you, living with you, connecting with you, and seeking to do as you desire. When Jesus left us, he promised us the Holy Spirit that spirit that still guides us this day, and we ask you to continue to shape us into who we are supposed to be. Give us an inspiration, give us wisdom, give us knowledge, so that as we live in the world, we are representing your light, your love, and your grace to those that we encounter. Lord, this day we come to you with a myriad of prayers for our church family. And we begin again lifting up prayers for the Sheehan and Albertson family as they grieve the passing of, the, of their wife, mother, and daughter Dana yesterday. It was a long battle with cancer, Lord, and we know that Dana valiantly struggled and tried to hold on as long as possible. We give you thanks for the peace that she is finally at and the rest that she has. Give comfort and solace to the family and let us be a church family that rallies around them in this time. We pray for all of those that are still so impacted by the COVID-19 virus as we continue to find ways to shelter at home, to stay safe, to find ways to be employed. As our community opens up, we celebrate for those that are able to go back to work, those who are able to provide the services that they feel called to, to provide. And we give you thanks for the restoration of their livelihood. For those of us that are still struggling, be with them, offer them peace, offer them comfort. And Lord, help all of us to discern the best pathways forward for ourselves and for our families so that we live lives that are healthy and beneficial to your kingdom. Lord, our nation is in unrest. There's so much social tension. For those of us that this is a conversation about who we are at the core of our being, be with them as they continue, be with us as we continue to, to find ways to speak truth and to own who we are and how we might have abundant life in you. For those of us that this is an ideological conversation, help us to move past the ideology to see the faces of the people that we're talking about so that we might be talking to one another instead of past each other. 
We lift up prayers for Sulin Harwig, who is in the hospital due to her depression at this time. Offer her a sense of peace, give her a sense of healing, and allow her doctors to discern the best course of treatment for her. We lift up prayers for Nicholas Dreyfus and the other officers who were shot in Paso Robles this week. We ask you to be with their families and friends and help us to shed light on mental illness and instability so that we might address some more of the systemic issues that, that fuel the social tension that we're in right now. We lift up prayers with Stephen Langberg for his friend Catherine McKee as she prepares for surgery this week, or next week actually. And we pray for Jack Rogers as he recovers from his surgery this week. We give thanks for celebrations in our life, O oh Lord, and we give thanks for the work of Debbie Dilge as she is officially retired from teaching after a long career in the Moore Park School District with high schoolers. Thank you for all that are called to serve to this noble profession and be with Debbie as she steps into this new phase of her life. Lord, we pray all these things saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank my God on every
Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Philippians 2, verses 1 through 5. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourself. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, yes, we're the church together. The church is not a building, the church is not a steeple, the church is not a resting place, the church is a people. I am the church, you are the church, we are the church together. All who follow Jesus all around the world, yes, we're the church together. As we gather to think on God's word for us this morning, we do it in a context of great upheaval. Societal crises and challenges of, well, I guess of two plagues, one caused by the COVID-19 virus, the other from our systemic racism. Both are revealing the worst of us and are demanding the best of us. And frankly, they are encouraging our better selves to further emerge and to lead. I think we can do this. Our intention here at our church family at United Methodist Church Westlake Village is to see ourselves among those who are caring for and looking out for our neighbor, regardless of age, health vulnerability, economic station, or racial identity. This is who we have tried to be to one another in our community over the first 50 years of our existence as a congregation and who we are called to be, especially now, as we move into our next 50 years. We are all part of God's family. God loves us all. Who is anyone to stand in the way of God's purposes for each one of us? We seek to grow ourselves into lovers of neighbors, as well as lovers of God, all neighbors. It's a main way that we love God, since our neighbors are God's children. Hard work? Well, perhaps. Holy work? Well, that's for sure. God's intention for us 
no doubt about it. If you want to walk with Jesus, this is the way he's going. As we look around, we feel that so much of life has become unmoored. Yet, you know what? Whatever was normal three months ago, three weeks ago, might not have been best for all of us in one way or another. Yes, I am referring to our structural racism, of course, but I am also referring to our hectic, consumer-driven, pre-pandemic life. So many of us were going in so many directions at such a pace that we lost track of where we were and what was most needful or desired in our lives. Slowing the pace and restricting our movements have revealed things to us, things that went unnoticed perhaps before. Many people have remarked about how these disruptions have caused new thinking and how maybe we all want something different now than what was normal then have you heard that notion? Have you had that thought? With justice and respect as guardrails and safe and healthy relationships as requirements, we look forward to shaping a new normal as we start to take steps towards regathering and into reshaping our future with a mindfulness of the preciousness of each moment of life, of each person who is alive. Now, let me say in general that I believe this is what Jesus was talking about all along. When he spoke of the kingdom of God being upon us, being manifested through him, though not yet fully through us. He held it out uh, as a carrot before our soul's hungering and thirsting eyes, as something to aspire to, as something to bring more fully into being, as something to make normal for us in our personal and public lives. When we took Jesus on as our Lord and Savior, when we decided that we would be disciples of Christ, we were choosing for ourselves and indicating to all who would look upon us that Jesus's values and perceptions and thoughts and behaviors would be our values, perceptions, thoughts, and behaviors. We were saying, yes, Lord, I see the glimpse of the kingdom that you are showing us. Yes, Lord, 
I want to get there with you. Yes, Lord. I want it all around for everyone. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The pandemic and social unrest have thrown normal out the window. Hardships, crises, traumas, all these types of things have a way of interrupting life. And perhaps revealing what was there all along that we overlooked that we ought to be claiming and holding on tight to for ourselves and our community. For example, seeing the beauty in the garden of the flowers and the vegetables, taking the time to notice that, what an amazing creation God has given us. Hearing the birds, Debbie and I have been overwhelmed by the amount of birds in our area and their sweet singing. And with our busy lives, we hardly noticed this before. We don't want to not be noticing this now. We've had the time to take more walks around the block and to see neighbors that we haven't seen in a long time to hear about different lives unfolding. We've been given opportunities to realize that we're part of a fabric of a community. Don't want to lose sight of that again. We've been given time to settle down with each other again and to value our loved ones better. Don't you think that's happened to you? the opportunity to maybe do some healing and forgiving and drawing closer together and reconciling and restoring of relationships. Well, so in, in the doing of this, this changing of pattern, this, this dehabitualizing of, of what it was that we were up to all the time, we've, we found ourselves noticing things. And I would say, We've had some questions posed to us. Questions like, what, what do you see now that you were missing earlier on? What are you valuing now that you were overlooking? What are you finding nurturing and healing to your soul that you did not avail yourself of before? What was not a part of your life then that you've discovered now and you just won't let go? These are important questions of discernment we are invited to ask ourselves. Has God spoken a word to you over these months? Edifying you? 
that you now prize and you insist upon carrying forward into your tomorrow, what's going on for you for the better due to our changes, changes in, in life patterns? What shall we strive to make our new normal? What are its characteristics for you? What does our new normal look like? Now our Philippians passage urges us Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And you know, it's referring to Jesus's grace and love. It's referring to his humility and his holiness. It's referring to his servant spirit. These are the qualities of Jesus's mind that are what we aspire to take within ourselves that Paul says, have that mind, be that mind. This passage reminds us to be mindful of others, that such mindfulness is the pathway to our hoped-for godliness, our happiness and our life abundant, our neighborliness, and our good community making. Over these last five months, Rachel and I have been talking about setting a course for a better life and how course corrections that might be needed are to be found in our relationships through hospitality, in our worship as lifestyle, in our service by engagement, in our generosity with extravagance and in our discipleship, expressively demonstrative. We spent five months, five months meditating on these matters. And in July and August, we are going to circle back to them and claim them for ourselves, claim the insights God has provided us, each one of us, and as a church, for ourselves, for our future, for our new normal. You will be invited in terms of, of these areas or any area of life that seems appropriate to you to reflect upon your desire for a new normal, to determine how it is that you want to be the more God is offering you 
that you've discerned among these months of distancing and anxiety and reevaluation of your and our lives to set a course for a better life. In the computer language of today, we are being given the opportunity to reboot ourselves, refresh ourselves, to reset ourselves. Are you seeking, in the words of one of our lay people, for rebalance and peace, a spiritual growth and understanding, financial direction and, and knowledge, fellowship and a, a place to recharge and be renewed, refuge and quiet, joy and laughter, soul-nurturing music and growth in your own musical ability, family connection and reconnection, opportunities to make a difference in your community and the world, perhaps even your local block, through your service, through the church and into the community. Do any of these spark your interest or stimulate your thoughts? How might you put into words what God has laid on your heart for how you might live into your better self and help those around you to, to do the same? A great moment to reset, refresh, Reboot is right now before us. Now is the time. Patterns have been disrupted. Different ways will be the way to our tomorrow. We have a great opportunity to make the most of it, to, to reinvent ourselves the church, and our community. You know, after my, my college surgery, I, I think I've referred to this before, I found life to be really very depressing for a while. It was all at sixes and nines. I had a hard time making sense of it then. But you know, not soon after that, thanks to the impact of uh, a street minister, a clergy guy in my hometown and my local church and the love of my family. There was a resurgence of the spirit in my life. And life became glorious. I was reborn into a, a world of new possibilities, of amazing beauty, of unmerited grace, of overwhelming love, a prior normal was discarded and a new 
normal had emerged for me. It was so much better. So too, new possibilities for you. An invitation, God knocking at the door of your heart with a new invitation for a new normal. Claim it. Work to become it with the Spirit. We can do this. Amen. As we strive to find a new normal and set a course for a better life, we have the opportunity to take stock of the blessings in our lives, to see how God has been present, how the Spirit has been moving and calling us into discipleship through stewardship. You have the opportunity to present your tithes and offerings to, to the church and to God, I want to remind you that as you contemplate what you're going to give this day, that we had our mission moment at the beginning of the service that shared a little bit about the Boys and Girls Club and how you might want to give some resources there. And I also want to remind you as we seek to find that new normal, we sent out letters about a capital campaign to assist us with the audio and visual needs as we consider what our new normal will be in worship as we strive to regather. We hope that you can consider giving to that capital campaign so that we can build a church that can worship and praise God while keeping all of us as healthy and safe as possible. Let us receive the gift of music.
We trust this service has been a blessing to you. We hope you will consider the, the invitations, the spiritual and emotional growth that you have heard. As the good Lord uses this moment to knock on the door of your heart and soul, open it and respond. And with the Spirit's lead and equipping, you can claim the desire to set a course for a better life towards the more that God is offering you. How might it be? What would it look like for you? Why not begin now? You can do it. That's what life in the spirit is all about. Needed possibilities and strength for the better. For you and for others. Now, a quick note. Next week, we will be airing a pre-recorded worship service led by our district superintendents in which our bishop, Grant Hagia, is preaching. It's a good and an uplifting worship experience. They'll be starting at, at 10 a.m., just like today. We hope you will tune in. And we'll see you live again the following Sunday, June 28th, as we say goodbye to John Gentry, our youth minister and leader of our, our Sunday school program for the last recent years, who is becoming an associate pastor at the Palmdale United Methodist Church. We're so proud of John and we want to bid him a, a glorious and a, and a fine uh, send off. That will be in two weeks. And I invite you to be sure to join us as we celebrate God's or John's present ministry through God with us and uh, what will be his future. We pray that God's nurturing and sustaining spirit abide with you and that your home be a place of love and of peace. Let God's grace Infuse all of your thoughts, your words, and your deeds this upcoming week. The world, our nation, and our community needs more love and grace these days. And you can be a part of that. Empowered by God. Do it for yourself. Do it for your neighbor. Do it for Jesus. Be safe. Stay healthy, my friend, and know that you are loved. Amen. <laughs>